five days to Christmas. And let's use that time, these next five days of just continually singing and praising God for what he's done. So, um, how many of you read your Luke Acts? How many of you read your Luke Acts this week? Did you notice we finished? Isn't that kind of amazing? Hey, think about this. This year, we covered all the historical books in the Bible. I'll go through them. Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, along with First and Second Chronicles, and then Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, and Luke Acts. Fourteen books of the Bible this week. Going through all that, and we finished this week. And so I get the great finish to be able to finish the book of Luke Acts, or books of Luke Acts. And so I thought I would take a little bit, take the last chapter and and go from there. And if you're going, what am I going to read in the Bible between now and the end of this year? Well, you know what? Between now and the 25th might be a good time to read some Isaiah passages about the foretelling of the the babe coming. He says, for unto us a child is born, but a son is given. The son isn't born, the son is given. So you can see in Isaiah the the idea of God and man coming together. That's just part of it. Just suggestions. You can read whatever you want, but you're done with Luke Acts. And so today we're going to jump in a little bit into um, Acts 28. So if you have your Bibles, feel free to get ready. And I won't, we'll go, we won't go through the whole chapter today because we are a little bit shortened. And we've got kids in here and they're like, oh my gosh, there's so long. But no, we won't do that. All right. So but let's look at it. But let me set the stage here for um, Acts 28. Paul, who has been in Palestine, in, in Jerusalem, and he gets arrested. He gets taken to Caesarea Philippi. And then he's um, trying to get to Rome. And he appeals to Caesar. And then he makes a few um, sermons, appeals. In there, and then he's headed off to Rome. And the stuff that happens between the time they leave the coast to the time they get to Italy or the Italian peninsula is nothing short of being worthy of a Greek epic poem. There's storms, there's there's craziness going on. God's working. They're, they're praying. They're throwing stuff off. The, the ship is lost, but everybody swims. Everybody swims to shore and it survives. And they end up on an island. So let's start with Acts 28, starting in verse 1. Once safely on shore, we found out that the island was called Malta. The islanders showed us some unusual kindness. They built a fire, welcomed us all because it was raining and cold. Paul gathered a pile of brushwood 
And as he put it on the fire, a viper driven out of the heat fastened itself on his hand. When islanders saw the snake hanging from his hand, they said to each other, This man must be a murderer, for though he escaped from the sea, the goddess justice has not allowed him to live. But Paul shook the snake off into the fire and suffered no ill effects. The people expected him to swell up or suddenly fall dead. But after waiting a long time and seeing nothing unusual happening to him, they changed their minds and said he was a god. There was an estate nearby that belonged to Plubius, the chief official of the island. He welcomed us to his home and showed us generous hospitality for three days. His father was sick in bed, suffering from fever and dysentery. Paul went in to see him and after prayer, placed his hands on him and healed him. When this had happened, the rest of the sick on the island came and were cured. And they honored us in many ways. And we were ready to sail. They furnished us with the supplies we needed. Now, can you see like this was a, a Greek epic poem like the odyssey or the iliad this is like oh yeah this is what happens i mean we have we have paul coming on and you hear the us passages so luke is saying i was there i was witness i saw this happen and paul gets a a viper wrapped around him and because he's under roman guard they obviously naturally assume that paul is a bad guy and that he has not escaped justice and that he is going to be, die. I mean, can you imagine being Paul and, you know, he shakes the viper off and then everybody's just kind of like waiting for him to die. It's as if they're just like observing him, waiting for him to die. And he doesn't die. Like, whoa. Well, he must be a god. They're assuming from what they know that he's a god man, but he's not. He's just a follower of Jesus Christ and so he, they end up going to the um, magistrate in that in, in Malta, and um, he is. They've welcomed, and then he heals the father, and then because that happens, then it says the whole island brought sick, and those that were needing to be healed, and they were healed. I mean, Paul, not just the people in the know the big muckety mucks but everybody brought their stuff and they were all healed wow that sounds kind of like a epic greek epic poem right does it it's like okay it's setting us up for an amazing finish so let's look at you know i've got to do a map i i have to do a map so let's look at a map here there and there it is okay so as as i talked about um, Paul is down here in Jerusalem. He was, he was arrested. Then he got brought up to Caesarea Philippi. And they, they finally got on. They're doing all of this. They run into all kinds of troubles. They winter here trying to get stuff done. This is a long trip. And then somewhere along here is the huge storm. And everybody's freaking out. Paul says, everyone's going to be survived if everybody stays on the ship. And then they end up on the island of Malta. And that's what um, Acts 28 is talking about. Now, later on, which we are not going to read, Paul makes his way up to Rome. But 
This is all along the Mediterranean. So you can see this is the final journey of, of Paul. What Acts tells us. So you have all these. You have miracles. You have storms. You have people surviving. Huh? We are looking for this amazing, amazing ending. So let's go to the end of the chapter. And what do we get? Let's read it. And I'll read Acts 28, starting in verse 23. And let me set the stage here. Paul makes it to Rome, and then a bunch of Jewish people hear he's coming. They've heard of his thing, so they all come to hear him. Hear what he has to say. Verse 23. They arranged to meet Paul on a certain day and came in even larger numbers to the place where he was staying. He witnessed to them from morning till evening, explaining about the kingdom of God. And from the law of Moses and from the prophets, he tried to persuade them about Jesus. Some were convinced by what he said, but others would not believe. They disagreed among themselves and began to leave after Paul had made this final statement. And here's Paul's final statement here. The Holy Spirit spoke to the truth of your, to your ancestors when he said through Isaiah the prophet... Go to this people and say you will be ever hearing but never understanding. You will be ever seeing but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they, would, they might see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. Therefore I want you to know that God's salvation has been sent to the Gentiles... And they will listen. Okay, here's the, here's the amazing finish. For two whole years, Paul stayed there in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. He proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That's the finish of Luke Acts. Okay, from a literary perspective that is the lamest finish you're like expecting you know Paul to ride off into the sunset this amazing thing going on (coughs) now he's sitting there talking to people wait wait that's it how could Luke who was so technical interviewing eyewitnesses going through the book of Luke going through the book of Acts being all this stuff and then he just kind of yeah he's in Rome he's got a plan so let's go back to um, Acts at the end I mean at the beginning of Acts Acts 1-1 remember in the beginning of Luke he talks about I'm meeting with you Theophilus I'm going to tell you about Jesus okay and then in Acts he says this in Acts 1.1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and teach. So his whole starting off is, let me tell you about Jesus. And let me tell you what he's done. And so when you get to the end of Acts, you're like, well, when does it end? And I think purposefully, Luke is saying, It doesn't end. And I submit to you, as followers of Jesus Christ, it's still going on. 
The story is continuing. Jesus is still acting among his believers. His will is not being thwarted by man. And it's continually moving. Let me tell you, that's one of the reasons why 2,000 years later, we're still celebrating Christmas. We're still talking about a babe in a manger because God entered into our world as a child, grew up, and did all these things that we see in Luke Acts so that mankind would have hope of living forever in Jesus Christ. So you don't have the end of Acts. You don't have the the death of Paul. You don't have the death of Peter. You know why? Because they're not dead. (laughs) Why? Because they're followers of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? So. My watch is going off. It's noon. Okay. It's almost time for cookies. I'm just saying. Why is this still going off? Stop. Okay. Hey, you, you've heard this a hundred times from me. Maybe a thousand if you've been here with any length of time. We need to be reading the scriptures and we need to be changed by it. So we've just read portions of Acts 28. What does that mean to us? What are we supposed to do with that? How is that supposed to help us for today? Let me give you some encouragements. And I have four. Very briefly. Number one. Because of what we see in Luke Acts. We should know that Jesus' plans are never thwarted by man. His will is always achieved. Now it may not go the way we think it's going to go. But his will is always achieved. Do you think the people you run into on a daily basis... Is by mistake. Do you think there's opportunities to you every day to share Jesus with people? Do you think that's just coincidence? We need to know that because Jesus is still living and he's still doing stuff within his church and within the people that love him, that his will is being achieved. Number two, know that Jesus is continuing to work in your life as a believer, as Messiah, and for those that love God. Listen, why do you think we have continued having testimonies, usually on on a weekly basis? Do you know why? Because Jesus is still moving and active and doing amazing things. This isn't just some story from 2,000 years ago. Jesus is still moving. He's still active. Otherwise, we would not be celebrating Christmas. And number three, this Christmas season is the perfect time to praise and worship God for what he has done and what he's continuing to do. He's continually doing So when is Jesus going to stop doing what he's doing? Never. Never. See, those of us that are followers of Jesus Christ have an eternal perspective. 
Because our, the life here on this earth is just the beginning. Those that follow Jesus Christ have living forever with him in the future. <sighs> That's reason enough to celebrate Christmas as far as I'm concerned. Have you, did you see how many songs we had today that talked about Jesus the baby but then also sort of make reference to him going to the cross and doing those things because we, those are so linked together because of what Christ did. And the fourth one is very simple. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I thought I had a Christmas tree, but I guess I don't. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yay. Won't you stand? Hey, I took a li- I, I took a gander. I didn't eat one, but I took a gander of some of those cookies over there in the cookie social. Let me encourage you to stay. Hey, nothing says Christmas like cookies. Well, maybe coffee, but it's a close second. Let me pray for us. Guys, I know Christmas is Friday, but let's, the next five days, spend time specifically, intentional, praising God for what he's done. Does that sound good? Father God, we come before you. We thank you and praise you. Thank you so much for this wonderful worship team that took time and energy and devotion to bring us such wonderful music that direct our hearts toward you. Father God, we praise you and thank you for all the team. We thank you, Lord, for what you were doing in our midst and this body of believers. Father God, as we read together throughout this year and next year as we drive into all the wisdom literature. Oh, such good stuff to look forward to. We praise you and we thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.